0: Senores y señores, what is going on? Welcome on back on into my channel. Of course, I'm your boy El Parcero Philly, and thank you so much for tuning on into the first edition of the 2022 Eagles game preview. We are looking ahead at this upcoming Sunday as the birds kick off yet again another football season and this time we'll be in Ford Field in Detroit Michigan to face off against the Lions and ladies and gentlemen how are you not excited football is back obviously we had a little bit of an appetizer as they say or as my girlfriend would say a little bit of an appy as we prepare for the birds on Sunday but last night you had the Rams you had the Bills you had a statement game and that just leads into what we're going to talk about here today. But. Between the birds and the bills we're also gonna look at some of the news and notes of the philadelphia eagles as well but ladies and gentlemen it is good to be talking about the birds yet again as i got my brent selick on today i've decided to put on the brents a little still a little big on me but that's kind of the look these days that we're going for um so yeah, I mean, what else can I say? I'm excited for football. I got the celic on. I'm ready to go. I'm sure you guys are ready to go as well. Everyone preparing for their Sunday plans. Whether you're traveling to Detroit or you got a, a, a friend's uh, barbecue that's gonna have a game. My girlfriend's uh, family is going to the actual watch on um, on the watch on the beach in Brigantine. They do actually have a projector out there. You got cars stacked up uh, riding on the beach. Uh it's it's like a tailgate and you're watching the game at the same damn time. It's freaking awesome. I won't be attending, obviously, but um it's pretty dope if you're in the Jersey Shore area. Uh bar, people are watching at a bar, mom's house, dad's house, whatever it may be. So yeah, in the comments, let us know where you're watching on Sunday. It's it's like a holiday. Football's back. I mean. What else you got to do on Sunday, right? <laughs> we'll definitely begin to all of that. We'll get to your comments as well. Right now, we have the YouTube and the TikTok comments section. If you guys are Birds fans, football fans, drop your comments, questions, concerns in both comment sections. We'll be reading those as this live preview goes on. And, of course, if you folks want to come on in and be a part of the show, we would love for that to happen. The link is going in the comment section right now. Copy and paste that bad boy. Come on in. Give us your thoughts, and we would love to hear from you guys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this first edition of this Eagles game recap or game preview, we're not there yet. This first edition of Eagles game preview is sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price right now. When you head on over to the checkout page and use my promo code Parcero Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, what are you waiting for? Head on over to La Terrain. Check it out. Get yourself that watch and make sure you guys get that 10% off as well. What's going on? What's up? We got N Nolik checking on in. Are you related to John? We had Johnny Boy on Dupe by the River a couple weeks ago. What's happening? And Nolik, what's going on? Yo, what's going on? Uh, okay, Occasion TikTok checking on in. Should I trade Mattson for There we go. There it is. There it is. The first comment of the day about fantasy football. We are here for it. We love it. Um, I'm going to bring this up again, and we're probably going to bring this up every single week. I don't specialize in fantasy sports. I don't do fantasy sports. I don't have time for fantasy sports. Uh, So if you guys are asking the questions, I will be more than happy to answer to the best of my ability. But, uh, yeah, I I just, you know, you're probably not going to get good advice over here. Just putting that out there. Uh, It's we're getting an answer from a guy who doesn't do fancy sports. But I would actually do that. trade. I would do that trade and not just because of what happened yesterday. Um, I also do think that the Vikings will be pretty solid if you guys have heard me talk about it before. But, yeah, listen, I don't do fancy football. If you guys want to throw those questions, more than welcome. I'll answer whatever it is. That's appropriate, of course. And has something to do with football as well. Or, you know, we'll make a a couple exceptions for some Philly sports, that's for sure. But let's get straight to it here. I want to start off, obviously, as occasion TikTok letting us, occasional, it's actually occasional TikTok. I do apologize. Occasional TikTok uh, actually bringing us right into our first topic. Obviously, last night was the kickoff of the NFL season. You had the Bills. You had the Rams. And on Thursday Night Football, the Bills absolutely made a statement for the nation. That was a statement when what they had. A 31-10 victory here. Defense was fantastic for the Buffalo Bills getting at, uh, uh after Matthew Stafford, that line for the the Rams was absolutely atrocious as well, but um look The Josh Allen as well had himself a a pretty solid game 26 of 31, three tutties. He did throw two interceptions. He's a gunslinger. You're going to expect a couple of interceptions from him. Almost, he was just three yards shy of 300 yards, and he was just picking up where he left off. He's an early MVP candidate. And so, what a great start for his MVP case this season. Um, The Buffalo Bills, you know, they showed off their staple of weapons as well. And just real quick, I, I just really, want to highlight sean mcdermott you guys know my love for mcdermott and it's more so the family of the mcdermott's that i have the love for but what sean has done with the bills is remarkable this is an organization for like what two decades two and a half no literally two decades were irrelevant they were an irrelevant franchise i mean they enjoyed some great moments in the 90s uh, i think late 80s too it's really when it started for them but since that, Jim Kelly, Dermot Thomas, Bruce Smith days, Andre Reid days, like they really have been nothing. And Sean McDermott took them to their first playoff in what, like a decade? And now they are a perennial Super Bowl contender. They do so much things right. They obviously have the MVP caliber quarterback. They got a staple weapon, weapons. Stephon Dix, Gabe Davis, Jameson Crowder. When did he become a Bill? Um, and, of course, Devin Singletary I love as well. And it's it's just made for them. They have a they have really good defense. Uh, the the, uh, the the key and I, and I think the takeaway from the, the defense last night, the Bills, was the amount of rotation that they had implemented throughout the game. And it's really the kind of the mold these days of defense. I mean, you got guys who you got teams, I'm sorry, who have a, 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 like two, three, you know, position, de- uh, position deep as far as depth goes, especially the pass rush position. And they really got after uh, with Matthew Stafford. He was under duress all season long. Now, obviously, you know, everyone is panicking, essentially, in Sports Nation. You know, I've already heard people saying the Rams are in trouble. Uh, it, it, I even heard that they might not even the playoffs this year. Last year was a hoax and whatnot. And it was one game. Now, I will say, obviously, the offensive line is a little bit of a concern for them. I mean, you got to keep Matthew Stafford upright. And if you allow him to take a beating like he did yeah, uh, yesterday, he's not going to last very long. And uh, it's definitely something. But I. I, I do think that you know the receiving core could use an an an, an upgrade. Now, Allen Robinson getting only two targets was definitely a little bit off, and it could take some time. Chemistry needs to be built, and that does take some time. We've seen that in the past, and maybe eight Rob gets it going later on. But you know, do they need to go resign OBJ? That is the question everyone's going to ask. OBJ still a fridge, which is wild to me, but we'll see what happens there. But it was there was a lot of um. Statements made on on Thursday night. And that's what we will say. However, I as always, I always bring it back to our birds because that's just what I do. That, that's, that's what I specialize in. And so there was a couple things that stood out to me that I have to ask if our Eagles have the same. Now, number one, the Buffalo Bills showed that they had an elite pass rush with depth. And the rotation that they had as well is going to be dangerous going on for the season for them. Do the Philadelphia Eagles have that? Now, on paper, yes, they do. We can check that off for right now. The weapons Buffalo had a staple of weapons: Diggs, Davis, Crowder. Um, even had Zach Moss out the backfield. Mac- Isaiah McKenzie, I really liked. Um, uh, I really liked him in the slot. And congratulations to Isaiah McKenzie. It's a boy. It's a boy. So congratulations to him as well. Eagles on paper have a deep wide receiving core and just weapons as general. Because it's not just the wide receivers, the tight end, it's the running back as well. Uh, obviously, you got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal after that. Dallas Scott is going to make his case of being a top five tight end this year. Obviously, got Miles Sanders, Kenny Gamewall, Boston Scott coming out the backfield. So you can check that off. Good offensive line play. I mean, look, Josh Allen did take two sacks. He is a mobile quarterback. But you saw the significance of having a strong line. The Rams lacked it, and they got beat up. The Eagles have possibly one of the best, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to go a long way. So we can check that off now. We got three checkoffs. And then the last one, the quarterback play. Josh Allen looked spectacular, and you saw what happened Matt Stafford. Not enough weapons. And, of course, the offensive line was failing him. And you saw what Josh Allen was able to do. And that's really the only question mark. Can Jalen Hurts play like one of these guys? And it continues going back to that question. And it feels like one of the main questions remains to be at the most important position in this damn sport. Can Jalen Hurts step up to the occasion? And can he be good enough for the Eagles to make a run? Can he be good enough to be in the same category as the Bills and as the Rams? Because the way this roster constructed, and like I just mentioned with my three other points, good weapons, a strong pass rush, and a strong offensive line. The Eagles just need to find out that question mark, that fo- the fourth and final question mark. Can Jalen Hurts be that guy? And I don't think you need to be at a Josh Allen or, or, or Matt Stafford type of level for this team to be successful. But if you want to talk about being in that same category, it's really the only position that you do have that question mark was a lot of fun football's back and everyone should definitely rejoice How about jalen ramsey not a good day to be mr ramsey man not a good day we shall see um occasional tiktok letting us know he's got the eagles going 14 and 3 on this season 14 that's some high praise from you occasional tiktok all right 14 and 3 it's a little bit much for me i think i had him at around like 11 to 12 wins uh going into this year uh but uh you know 14 and 3 is not bad You have Isaiah Love Colts says, hey, what's going on? Isaiah, appreciate the follow. Welcome to the family, brother. How you feeling, man? What's going on? Drew dropping us another question. I might have to put like a background or something. I don't do fantasy football, but uh, do you think Christian Kirk? Yeah, sure. Christian Kirk's a solid pickup at the flex. He got paid. That's for sure. He got paid, but hey, best of luck to you, man. Occasional TikTok letting us know, hearts for MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, can he have that type Lamar Jackson type of season? That remains to be seen. He, I he obviously I don't like to put them in the same cat because I do feel like Jalen Hurts could be a more polished passer than Lamar. I don't like Lamar Jackson's fundamentals. Obviously, athleticism. Yes, I see the comparison. But other than that, I mean, not really, guys. Not really. Um, All right. Let's move on. I wanted to talk about real quick before we get into the birds. Um, did anyone see the story of Clay Harbor? Uh, if you guys don't remember, Clay Harbor was uh, an undrafted, I think he was like a late rounder, undrafted tight end out of southwestern Missouri State or southeastern Missouri State. He was like a, a division three guy fights his way onto the roster. He was here first during the Andy Reid era, um, stayed here for parts of the Chip Kelly era, and they had him on some type of podcast in which. And I actually did hear him on the Mark Farzetta show, which shouts to Farsi, Um, but. It's this crazy story. Now, we all know that Chip Kelly was a nut job, and we've all seen his downfall. I'm like, is he still UCLA, by the way? (laughs) But anyways, apparently Chip Kelly um, actually wanted Clay Harbor to move to defense, and he wanted to put him out there as an outside linebacker. Now, look, um, in general, I really did like Clay. I like and to me, like that era is a little bit different because I was obviously really young and I didn't view the game the way I do now. But Clay Harper was solid. Like he really made the most of the situation and he had some solid hands, some solid athleticism. And I remember that what was it, the 2014 offseason? What we bring in like James Casey. You got you brought in like two other tight ends and 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 Clay actually talked about that, how he fell all the way down to seventh in the death chart. And then he asks him to move to, to to linebacker, to outside linebacker as a pass rusher. But the crazy part about it, like that's not the craziest. Like we've seen, you know, guys move from offense to defense. I remember growing up as a kid watching Troy Brown playing both sides, uh, playing as a, as a wide receiver and as a corner uh, because Bill Belichick asked. And he said, yeah, why the hell not? And the thing is, is that Chip put him out there to literally fail. The man was going up against Jason Peters in practice, and he's going to absolutely obliterated by a future Hall of Famer in his prime. This dude had, knew nothing about coverages, knew nothing about uh, formations, barely had any fundamentals. Just had some raw athletic ability. Like, how can you do that? And that is why Chip Kelly has not did not last in the NFL, and that is why Chip Kelly is flaming out in college. He just does not know how to adapt. He's just an he's just an idiot. <laughs> Dare I say it, we all literally thought he was going to be this Messiah. He was going to be the next Bill Belichick. He was going to change the game. I mean, even the hurry-up offense, I mean, you really don't see it too much. It's just in situations. You'll occasionally see that one team. We'll start off the game with a little no huddle in that first drive. Obviously, two-minute situations, you're going to see a no huddle. But to run it every single down, every single drive, every single play, those days are kind of over. And I remember the defenses just, you know, the Eagles defenses just being absolutely gassed, bro. That was rough. That was some rough times, man. But hey, the, the legend of Chip Kelly lives on here in Philadelphia. All right. Um, speaking of which, let's talk about the guy that uh Chip Kelly kind of fired. <laughs> That's <laughs> Howie Roseman. You know, he's he came from the depths of the dungeons of the Lincoln Financial Field or the NovaCare complex, whatever you want to call it. Um, to building a championship caliber team, winning the Super Bowl, uh, letting that all fail and going to craps. Terrible draft to terrible draft to now building up another good team. And now we're talking yet again about Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Uh, Howie Roseman made some moves yesterday that was pretty significant. Um, He restructured both Lane Johnson and Jake Elliott's contracts which freed up uh, almost $7 million in cap space. Now the Eagles have about over $8 million in cap space. And you have a roster that is by most in the league con- considered to be an elite roster with depth all throughout. And you still got $8 million in cap space. What he does is magical. From the negotiations, the trades, the amount of fleeces he, he does... He's he, the negotiations also allows you to stockpile draft picks. You saw the picks that he stockpiled this past year, and it was big in acquiring players like AJ Brown and of course Gardner Johnson. And the one thing that really was the thing that we kind of flawed him on, or picked him on, picked on him for, was not being able to draft. And if you look at the last two drafts, they've been pretty solid. Now this year's draft, obviously, we need to see it out on the field. But you can't argue that getting Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, and N'Kobe and Dean in your first three rounds is not a bad thing. Devontae Smith looks like an all-pro wide receiver. Landon Dickerson looks like he's going to be here for 10-plus years. And you still got Milton Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Karen Johnson, Patrick Johnson, who could show us a little bit of something this year. And that's the one thing that's really only missing from Howard Rosen. Being so smart with the books being so methodical with the trades and now trusting the process when it comes to the drafting. You know, we saw the article about how he essentially regretted drafting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson in that draft and essentially drafting Rager because of a need that you had. They were looking for a replacement for Deshaun Jackson at the time, and they saw Jalen Rager could fit that role perfectly. But what they didn't realize was Justin Jefferson was a better fit for the league. And now we are seeing how he's flourishing, and maybe Justin Jefferson could help out Jalen Rager. Who knows? But Howie is maturing, and I and I partially joke on TikTok, but trading Rager to Minnesota and trading J J to Seattle, the two spots where they kind of fleeced the Eagles, was a sign of maturity, in my opinion, of Howie Roseman. And I think that as these years goes on, I mean, dude, he's been doing this for over ten years now. He's only getting better, man. Much longer is how have. It's freaking crazy, man. Howie Roseman for president. This message is endorsed by Barcelo Philly. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Uh reminder, guys, if you guys want to come on in the show, give us your thoughts on tomorrow's game or Sunday's game. the link is in the comment section here on YouTube. You guys can copy and paste and come on in and let us know what you think will happen this upcoming Sunday. Against the Detroit Lions. Detroit. It's the Detroit Lions. Awesome stuff, guys. All right. Let's uh let's move into this game here between the Eagles and the Lions. And it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, it's it's always fun with week one because there is the uncertainty. There is the factor that you don't know what both of these teams are gonna look like. We've only got, you know, what a couple plays in preseason. I do so I did see the Lions did play their starters just a tad bit more than what the Eagles did. And so it's uh, the uncertainty. What is what are we expecting? What are we going to see from both teams here this upcoming Sunday? It's going to be very much, very fun to watch. Now, obviously, both these sides saw each other as late as last year. Guys, remember that week eight matchup um, coming off the was coming off the bye week. um, The Eagles in Detroit decided uh, Nick Sariani made one of the biggest decisions of possibly his career as a head coach decided to change the philosophy of the Eagles and decided to run the ball we all saw what happened in that game they ran for like well, almost 300 yards as a team they had uh, like, four touchdowns on the ground Jordan Day, or Jordan Davis Jordan Howard let's give the ball to Jordan Davis huh but Jordan Howard had an absolute game showed what we were missing miles uh, no Boston Scott had a big game in there as well and you saw what happened and then that kind of led to what we saw with the Eagles, a playoff berth, and just absolutely running through every team. We all remember that Saints game as well. And it all started with the Detroit Lions last year. But if you guys remember heading into that game, Detroit was winless at the time. And all of us were thinking, could the Eagles really be giving the Detroit Lions their first win of the season? And we wound up destroying them. And for the Lions, um, That has to be some sort of a. There has to be some sort of a a revenge factor for those guys heading into this first game here. Now, that was a forty-four to fourteen game. That was absolutely wild. Now, obviously, there's a lot of love for the Detroit Lions, whether it be fans or whether it be the media. Hard knocks. It was a really good season of hard knocks this year, and it put the Lions in a bright light. And there's a lot of love going on for the Detroit Lions. And there's a lot of Eagles fans who feel that the Lions could actually beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll get to that in a second, but I'm just going to say this. I'm not there. You can't allow the dramatics of Hollywood to deter your, your thoughts of this game on Sunday. All right. Just because we saw Deuce Dale and Aaron Glenn going at it, just because you saw Aiden Hutchinson looking like a beast in practice, just because you saw Jamal Williams... You know, chucking it up with the linebackers of the Indianapolis Colts does not mean they're going to come out here and beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, guys. Let's let's be real. Let's 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 be realistic here. But what I will say is that the Lions could be a team that could give the Eagles a good test. I will agree with that because of just the principle of that how the Lions are built. It's a physical bulk. Ball team, and you know, physicality can only take you so far in this game. It can keep you in a lot of games, and people do forget. Although the Lions were still bad last year, they were a three and thirteen ball club. They were still very physical and very competitive throughout a lot of those games. A lot of close games. We all forget that they beat they did beat the Super Bowl champs, the Rams, last year as well. So, when we're looking at this game, the Eagles need to match that intensity, and they need to match that physicality of the Detroit Lions. And obviously, what worries me is the hype around the bird. You know, I'm a younger Eagles fan. I, I I still remember vividly the 2011 season, the dream team year. Um, as I saw the 975 Twitter account put out the tweet of, um, of course, <laughs> I don't know what. He, I think he's an intern. He had a Vince Young jersey, which was like, why would you even buy that? I guess maybe if you're a Texas fan or a football fan in that era. Um, but yeah, why would you even want to buy that? But hey. It is what it is, but like that does kind of still sting. And even people, people do. It's funny. It was only seven years ago, but people forget about the 2015 season. There was a lot of hype going to that year. You had the Sam Bradford preseason game. You had the backfield, DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews, and people actually had a lot of hype surrounding that team. And we all saw how that kind of blew up in their face. And that's again, that was Chip Kelly, and that was his final year as well with the Philadelphia Eagles. So the physicality of the Lions, the hunger not wanting to be as bad as last year, and the Eagles hype that's going around the team, those two factors make me feel a little on edge and make me feel like this is going to be a closer game than anticipated. So let's get to let's get to these positions. well, not position, but let's get to these, uh to this, to this breakdown here. Um, I want to I want to start off with the offense here of the birds and here's one question for myself when I look into this ball game the main question for me is will the birds revert back to the running game that's the main question I have here and of course that lends back to Jalen hurts right because if Jalen hurts is struggling if he's not connecting with these wideouts he's taking too long to read the defense and he's just running the ball, damn day. What does Nick Sirianni do at that point? At what point? What is the breaking point where you say, screw the game plan, let's run the damn ball, let's get the W. And that, to me, is the one thing that I want to see. Now, the Lions defense is looking to prove people wrong. They were an absolute doormat last year. Everybody, even the Cherry Hill West High School Lions, could have probably ran all over the Detroit Lions. They were the 31st defense overall in the NFL last year, and they had the 28th ranked rush defense last year as well. Everybody was scoring. Everybody was putting putting in work on the Detroit Lions last year. So that's something that they're trying to kind of bounce back and try to write off. Now, they obviously had the number two overall pick, they decided to go with Aiden Hutchinson in the draft this year. And uh, listen, if you're like me, didn't watch much college football, but I did watch a little Aiden Hutchinson. He was a beast. He was a difference maker. He was a big reason why Michigan had a good season. It wasn't that Jim Harbaugh bullshit. It was Aiden Hutchinson. All right, we've seen that before. We've seen pass rush pass rushers make an absolute impact and help a team, you know, just evolve into a better situation. So I want to. I'm curious to see how the Aiden Hutchinson effect. Will affect the Detroit Lions how much better that will be. Him and Charles Harris are gonna have their their fair share of work to cut out for them as they are both gonna have to do their containment on both of those edges. And it'll be interesting to see how that works. But a lot of teams are able to gas, gash the Lions on the outside. So it's gonna be very important for both of those players to be able to contain the outside. And we'll see how how that how that is gonna be handled here. But you know, one thing that a lot of people know, and then especially myself noticed during hard hard knocks. Was the uh, the linebackers Anz- Anzalone and uh, and Malcolm Rodriguez? Uh, both those guys were fan favorites from the Hard knock season. Especially, I I mean, I like the tenacity, of Malcolm Rodriguez. He's like an old school, like you know, a little bit of an airhead, a little bit of a knucklehead, but you know, he he just wants to play football. He wants to fly around, just smack people around, and um, he looks like a lot of fun. And we're gonna obviously test both of those players. They're gonna be uh, the starting linebackers for the Detroit Lions more than likely this season, and I'm just so curious to see how that will look and they just look like pack 12 linebackers it reminds me like of watching like i don't know like the oregon ducks it's like uh casey matthews and, and kiko alonzo too too soon philly too soon to mention Who to, to remember Shakiko? i think he just retired too which is wild too but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how um you know because obviously when you're playing against a mobile quarterback like jalen Hurts, there's Gonna be there's going to you're going to need some containment. So we'll see how that uh looks here for the Detroit Lions. Um, but I, I really, if I'm the Birds, you shouldn't have to rely on the running game. Number one, because you need to evolve into a passing team. And number two, I love this map, these matchups outside for the Eagles. I love AJ Brown, Devontae Smith in week one going up against Jeff Akuda and uh, Amani or Orwari. Orwaro, Orwari. I might have to get the pronunciation with that. I do apologize, but I really like those those matchups for both those guys, and they should be able to. And Jalen Hurts should be able to find those guys. It's all about you know understanding and reading the, the coverage and being able to make those quick reads, analyzing the field quick. Things are fast in this league. And last year, what he did was just not good enough. He absolutely should be able to eat against this Detroit Lions defense, bro. There's there, there cannot be any excuses. And if not all fails, you still got Dallas Goddard. You still got Quez Watkins. And it's just, again, it's just about Jalen hurts being able to read the field because there's going to be those opportunities. Um, obviously, you know, for Hutchinson and for Harris, I mean, we just talked about those guys, those guys, I think are going to be solid pass rushers this year. That's going to be a really good first test going up against Lane Johnson. And of course, uh, Jordan Maialatza, who we're expecting a Pro Bowl season from as well. So I'm, I'm really curious to see um, what that does. But I, the running game, they're going to obviously run the ball, but it, sh- it cannot be what it was last year. The way you won last year, you cannot do again this year. You have to find a way to be more of a pass team. Um, when I'm looking at the Eagles defense going up against this Lions offense, obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing this pass rush. And that's going to be the key. And more importantly, Jonathan Gannon. It's like Jonathan Gannon and Jalen Hurts are the two biggest question marks on this Eagles team going into this year. Quite literally. And JG's first test is going to be those Lions. Now, this Lions offense, I do think that it, it did approve upon. Um, I like some of their their uh, their skill weapons. You know, obviously you have DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams in the backfield, Amon Ross Stewart-Brown. Uh, St. Brown, I'm sorry. Had a really good uh, rookie year. And then they obviously paid big money for DJ Shark. Uh, I really do like those weapons out there. Obviously, Jameson Williams will not be playing yet. He's still out um, nursing his injury. But, I mean, when he comes back, that's a good staple of weapons for Jared Goff. And for a lot of people, I I know there's a lot of hate for Jared Goff. I personally don't understand it. He's an average quarterback in this league. Like, he's around that 15th. You know, in the power rankings, when you're like ranking your quarterbacks, he's around 15. He's around middle of the pack when you're talking about ranking these quarterbacks. He's got a solid arm. I think the main thing with him, and I was, and I when I was watching hard knocks, I said the same thing to myself. He's a good quarterback. He lacks the mentality. He lacks the confidence. He lacks that moxie. Um, and so I, I think that's the one thing that he's missing from his game. But, you know, the main thing for me, it's it's the main thing you need to watch out for is the Eagles defensive line going up against the the Lions offensive line they got some hurt pieces man you got um uh Frank Ragnow and Tommy Kramer who are questionable for Sunday uh Tommy is the right guard Frank is the center and then remember they they have big V there and he's per right now on IR so you're gonna be missing some key players here and so if you're the Philadelphia Eagles going into week one trying to write off what happened last year where you did not get to the quarterback enough this is one where you should be able to eat. Jordan Davis, or I'm sorry, not, well, yeah, maybe a little Jordan Davis, but I'm more so, more so referring to the outside guys. Joshua, Hassan Reddick, and like we talked about earlier on today, right, what the Bills did last night. I want to see some rotation. Derek Barnett's going to get his. He is on the injury list right now. He is questionable. He should, we'll see if he'll be able to play. Uh, Brandon Graham as well. Maybe Taron Jackson gets uh, get some snaps as well. But that rotation is going to be big. And obviously, Jonathan, is going to want to see a lot of different fronts. And for all those people who are like, yeah, Jonathan, why aren't you blitzing, dude? Like, guys, it's not how it works today. You needed to blitz last year because you didn't have the personnel to run what the defense you wanted to do. But it's 2022 in the NFL. If you cannot get to the quarterback with three to four down linemen, you got a bigger problem on your hands. You cannot just blitz every single play. So it's important for this this front four to get to Jared Goff. You saw what happened last night. That wasn't blitzing that got to Matt Stafford. That was that defensive line that got to Matt Stafford. And the Eagles need to do that tomorrow. There should be no excuses. I need to see Jared Goff's uniform all green. He should look like an eagle. Because this, this front line needs to get back there. And I'm excited to watch these linebackers. There's been a lot of hype through these linebackers. Linebackers and wide receivers—the best we've seen in forever. And I want to see what the how these guys um, are able to make a difference, covering running backs, covering linebackers. I'm sorry, covering wide, receiver, wide receivers, tight ends. I'm so I'm I'm really intrigued to watch it. And Darius Slay's coming back, so he's obviously gonna get a pick six. <laughs> so you can write that in there. And, of course, James Bradbury, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see his first start. There's a lot of hype for him, but there is still a question mark with him. He did not have a good year with the Giants last year. And more likely, he might go up against Amon Ross St. Brown or DJ Sharp. Both are shifty guys, and we'll see what that entails. And, of course, Gardner Johnson, so excited to watch him. Um, that was a great pickup by the Birds and by Howie Roseman, and we'll see what his role will entail. I'm a little, curious. I am a little concerned the way JG kind of – answer the question in the press conference, how you would use them. I mean, you're the defensive coordinator. You should know how to use a player on the likes of uh, Gardner Johnson, but we'll see what happens. What's up, Ashkay? A- Say Shay? I'm sorry. Shay. What's going on? Go Birds. We're going to be fire this year. I like the, I like it. I like it. Alright, so let's, let's uh, close this down with the prediction. Alright, so it's going to be Sunday. Again, I-, I do think that a lot is going in the favor of the birds. When you look at just the the injuries in the line for the Detroit Lions, this Eagles pass rush should be getting a couple sacks here tomorrow. Um and when you look at the outside mismatches for the birds against this the secondary the Lions, that should be open season for Hurts in this in this Eagles offense. You know, Hurts wasn't scared to go deep last year in the beginning of the year. Let's see if he can try that again. But they I, I still think that the Lions are going to come in here motivated Remembering what happened last year, ready to punch someone in the face. I do actually envision this to be a closer game than we anticipate. However, though, I do think that the Eagles will have more than enough to get past the Lions. And in the end, I think that the Eagles in the fourth quarter will pull away. I could see a 10-point victory. I got a 27 to 17 victory for the Philadelphia Eagles to get to the Detroit Lions in week one, giving us a one-and-o start. And you guys in the comments, this is your time now. I want to I want you guys to tell me. What your prediction is, what do you think the Eagles will do on Sunday against the Detroit lions? It should be a fun one. Let me know where you're watching too. I'll probably be watching right here. I'll have a screen for the birds. Um, and so I'll be, I'll be watching We'll obviously be doing our game recap at some point on Sunday as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that, but that's going to do it for today's Eagles game preview. I really appreciate you guys tuning on in here today. It should be a fun one. Football's back. Get freaking excited guys. Um, and we'll be back uh, here to, uh, more likely to uh, on Sunday talking about the game. Uh, guys, thanks so much for watching. Please, if you guys enjoyed the content, make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. And, of course, guys, uh, if you guys are more of a podcast, or we do rebroadcast as podcast form. You can find this wherever you stream podcasts um, uh, under OIN Philly Sports. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsor here today, Lots of Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out. And, of course, make sure you guys use my promo code Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, Coberts. Talk to you guys soon.